Welcome, golfers, to Club Pro Chatter number seven. This uh, podcast is brought to you by the Minnesota Section PGA and the Section's charitable arm, PGA Reach. This is Greg Snow again, head pro at the Olivia Golf Club in, in Olivia, Minnesota. And we're finally back together with my buddy, co-host, Scotty McDonald, head pro at Minnewaska Golf Club in Glenwood. And we are joined today, luckily, and we're also uh, on site here at Club Champion by George Smith, the uh, master professional fitter here at Club Champion. George, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Scott, for having me. It's, uh, it's exciting to have you guys here. It's Thank a real, you. It's yeah, a real th- pleasure. Thanks. Scott, it's good to have you back. Oh, it's only been four months, Greg. <laughs> I, I mean, we haven't seen each other in four months. Let's see. You've had a heart attack. Um, you've been stuck in a snowstorm, which we talk can about that. talk about oh, that. You took one of my apologies. And, you know, it's it, George has been a fan of the podcast since inception. He was the first one on Twitter to comment, and he listens all the time, and we've been talking about being here. We're finally here. I think we're all very excited. Yeah, we had to reward that. Yes. And we want to reward people for that. So, again, we thank you, George, for being that guy. And, yes, okay, so let's see. So, Club Pro 5, you and Jack Worrell. Yes. Club Pro 6, me and Jack Worrell. Yes. Club Pro 7, Snowbank Incident. Yes. So, this is Club Pro 7. Yes. What was 4? Where were we on that one? Was that was that at the Royal Club? Four was at Royal. I okay, believe. so yes. that was the last time I played decent golf. Yep. And that was not at the tournament, but the day before. Yep. And that was in September or October, yes. Scotty? S- September. So, oh, <sighs> here's the thing is, you know. No, no, no. Hazeltine was after Royal. Yeah, yeah, that was. That so was Hazeltine, right. right. That's why we have Maggie here. She helps us with this. I stuff. believe Scott won that tournament with a pretty loaded team. Ah, oh, the scramble. Yeah. Yes. George, yes. And yeah. by the way, we're still looking for who damaged that uh, tea marker. It wasn't yeah. you, was it, George? No, you, no. Don't, you don't really George. run hot. You are maybe the most calm player in the section. Greg and I are a little up and down. You just seem kind of. Flatline, perfectly focused at all times. Well, I'm I'm old. <laughs> we're going to get into that. <laughs> but it's a good thing. All right, we're going to start off with apologies. I'll start, Scotty. We Do you want the song? Do, do you have one? Please forgive me. I know now what I do. Good one. Please forgive me. I can't stop loving you. Don't deny it. This pain I'm going through. Please, Please forgive me. Let's get to the apologies. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. That, huh? that was so that good. That might have been the best one we've ever done, and that was off the cuff. Yes. I, I couldn't. I, I, I'm trying not to laugh on the, on the mic here, but it's really good. <laughs> we have right. a cough button for George. <laughs> all right. Okay. So you probably didn't know this out there, all of our listeners, but we were scheduled. Club Pro Chatter 7 was going to be at the Fargo... Uh, the Dakota Chapter Golf Show in Fargo, and uh, there was some there was some weather that morning, and I called Scotty. This was Sunday, late February. Yep. Maggie, what date about February twenty February twenty third? And I called Scotty that morning. And I said, Scotty, what do you think? And he's like, Well, the weather's good up here, and Alex, not a big deal. Let's you know whatever you decide, but don't risk it, Greg. Don't you know whatever? And I'm like. All right, I, I think we should. What did I say, Scott? Didn't I say my heart says yes and my head says no? Yeah, something along those lines. This is, you know, post heart attack. I mind you, I thought we'd had a change man, and you said, you know what? We owe it to Fargo, and we, we, you and I really wanted to go. We're, we got to get Dave Austed on because we were going to talk with him, and it was the Austed Golf Show. So um, they do a lot of great things in that side of the of of. The U.S. with golf and Sioux Falls and the Dakotas and Western Minnesota. But anyways, you said, I'm going to give it a try. Scotty, and I said that because I re- remember I said, we need to do this with yes, Dave. Yes. I need to get up there. And yep. that's the thing is it was a need one. And I was like, if I can get to Wilmer, we're going to be okay. So I stop and get coffee because I'm going to need some coffee in the morning. And uh, guys at the gas station are making fun of me. Why are you going to Fargo? And I go, I have to. I got to get to Fargo. Maggie was already up there. She was ready to go, and I was going to pick you up. So I get a mile down the road, and I'm, George, I'm banging through drifts. I mean, and I'm on the proper side of the road. The other side of the road, the drifts are crazy. We're talking about 8 a.m. here. And so I nail a drift, and the car does the old shimmy up and down, and I pull over, and I called you. Yep. And I go, Scotty, can't do it. Turn it around. Turn it around. Biggest mistake I made right there, George. I should have kept going. Because, again, my side of the road was okay. 
the other side of the road was trouble. Did you get stuck? So, George, don't jump ahead of the story. All right. So, <laughs> so I turned the car around and literally 200 feet later, I'm done. Wow. The car can't go any further. Wow. Guy comes up behind me, pulls me out. Okay. We're freezing trying to get that all trained. Now we got to get unhooked. I am in the wrong side of the road now, heading, heading south, but in the north lane. And I'm trying to get going again, get stuck there. Now I'm in full panic. I'm in the wrong side of the road. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Is the guy still there? No, no, no. He wow. he, had, he had muscled through. George, here, mind you, I'm three miles from my house. I can smell my house from there, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, eight hours later, a gentleman right down the road came and rescued me. I had the most peaceful eight hours of my life, George. It was so eight good. Eight hours? Eight later. hours. Yeah, I was texting Maggie and Scott and keeping them updated because I'm in the wrong. But you had a full tank. Oh, yeah. Full it hardly burns any fuel. I never even got below three quarters of a tank. I filled up that morning, too, because, yeah. you know, just in case something happened. Well, something did happen. Yeah. So my apologies to all wow. the listeners. Wow. I messed up there. I should have kept going. We probably could have done the podcast. I would have had to stay at your house yep. that night, which would have been fine, mm -hmm. me and your kids, and yeah. we would have had a good time. And uh, It's been a rough winter. I mean, it is. So been. around town in Olivia, they bring all this stuff up, right, of snow needs the summer worse than anybody. What's going on? Yeah, so that's my apology, Scotty. So, so you're apologizing to the listeners. How about your wife and your family? You putting they them were through fine. all this... You're, uh, I call you. That's stressful, by the way. Yeah. On something. So, it, we're sorry we didn't make it to Fargo. Uh, we're we're going to get up there. We'll, yes. We'll maybe, maybe next time we should do a little bit better planning instead of going up there in February when it's like the windiest, coldest place in the Scott, world. We could have gone the night before. We, we should have. There's no reason we didn't. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> we live and learn. Uh, okay. So, I've got. A bunch of apologies. Oh, my goodness. You got a list? Yeah, I got a list. Here we go. So, I think I'm going to apologize for you because you said you were always going to putt with the pin in going forward, and you didn't in no. Colorado. Right. I couldn't do so it. So, you're a liar. And so is I, Jack Warrow I, because Jack I'm, pretty sure well. he, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't putt with the pin in all the time. Uh, we got to apologize. We haven't had a show in almost two months. You and I haven't been together in four months, and... Now we got Matt Cook and Greg McCullough starting their own podcast up in the D Dakotas because right. we can't make it up right, there. Right, because we couldn't they've get there. They've got seven episodes yeah. already. Yeah, they've doing, already got as many as us. They're doing well. Yes, they are. So it's their podcast because we got to give them a plug. We're all in this together. What's my tea time? I think you can find it on Facebook or YouTube. Um, yeah, they've got seven episodes now. So probably a, a good listen for all of our listeners. Very similar format. Um, let's see. Another thing I need to apologize to our listeners about is, uh, the whole Rochester sleep driving story. I'm here on the air to say that we do not approve of sleep driving. <laughs> I drive more than anyone, more than Jack, and I've never sleep driven. So we're not approving of that. That story is being stricken from the record. And I got one apology for Jeff Hintz because he said Angie Anderson. It's actually Amy Anderson Olson from mm. up there. And uh, Greg and Matt will definitely know that because they're uh, dialed in. She played at NDSU. Uh, those are my apologies. That's good. Now, George, we don't expect you to have any. Uh, you, you don't have to apologize for anything. But Thank next you. show, we'll apologize for you Thank if you. you have any screw-ups here. Probably will. Club champion. Awesome thing. I came down and got fitted. Scotty came down. He spent some time with you. George, how did it all start? How did you get here? Uh, Club Champion is has been in business 20 years in the Chicago area. And uh, geez, geez, it's been two years already that they uh, expanded in this market. I was a club fitter at a different uh, uh, different place in town. And uh, they got a hold of me and uh, asked if I was interested in moving to New York. And I go, well, no, not really New York. <laughs> um, you know, that doesn't interest me too much. But I do like that Long Island golf. Um but if they, if you ever come to this market, I'm interested. And then um, I heard they were coming here, so I, I contacted uh, the person that contacted me six months earlier, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, we're moving to Minneapolis, and um, what are you doing tomorrow?" So <laughs> they flew me down to Chicago, and, and I really liked what I heard about this place. Uh, super, super golf place. Um, super high quality. Super uh, ethical people. And uh, we just want to help people play better. And that's that's what we're all about. 
club fitting is really an interesting topic and um, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. It's yeah, it it's an awesome facility. I mean, how many shafts do you guys have on the wall out there? Because it is the entire wall is golf shafts, and I'm pretty sure that's got to be over a hundred thousand dollars in shafts. Yeah, that, that shaft wall it really sets us apart from anybody else in town. Um, no one else has the variety of shafts, uh, the quality of the shafts. And we can put any shaft on any head. We have we have a, a, a connector that allows us to put any shaft on any head. So we're not limited to what's in a fitting in a typical fitting cart that you might have in your in, in our facilities, our different facilities. So we go above and beyond the fitting cart to the tour shafts, the upgrade shafts, the aftermarket shafts. Um, so we we like to think we we say that we offer a tour fitting that that a tour pro would get in the, in at an, at an OEM. And we offer a tour build, just like they get in a, in a tour van. Um, so there's a lot of differences. Uh, for example, when we when we we all, we we build the clubs ourselves, as, as you you might know, uh, we have a central build shop in Chicago. By the way, we were the 20th store to open two years ago, and now we're over 60 stores. Mm-hmm. So really That's growing, crazy. really mm-hmm. growing. Ultimately, we'll have 150 stores uh, in the U.S. and We'll have 150 stores outside the U.S., Canada, Europe, and that side. So we're really growing, and we build the clubs ourselves. So that gives us a chance to really make high-quality golf clubs. We don't just insert the shafts at random. We analyze each shaft. It's called SST Peering. So that's what all the tour pros get. So have you ever had a club in your bag that is your favorite club, like a 9-iron or a 7-iron? No. Shamefully, yes. Yeah. Right. We've all. I've had it, too. And uh, I look forward to hitting out those clubs. Now, the way we build our clubs, every club feels like the best club in your bag. And that's something that not that the OEMs don't do unless you're a tour player. And we offer that. And we don't have many tour players coming in here, but we get the tour experience. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. So, George, I had a chance to meet your, your partner, Jesse Van Ripper, out there. And he's fit some of my members as well as you have fit, up, I think, three of my members. And every one of them comes back just glowing. And... Give us maybe one or two stories that stick out to, in your mind as just super successful or people that have come back and or things that have happened where you're like, oh, I just love this job because I can see you going home every day from here going, man, we had a good day. Yeah. Um, well, it's all about helping people play better. And you're, in this game, as you know, your equipment's got to be right. It's got to be right for you to play the best you can play. So I've done... Over the years, I've been I've been in club fitting for ten years, so I don't know how many how many thousands of club fits I've done, but there's a few things I've noticed, you know, over and over some patterns that emerge here. So number one, everybody swings. You'd be amazed how consistent eighteen handicappers swing the club. Okay, <laughs> they swing left or they swing right a certain amount of degrees, and TrackMan measures that. Of course, yep. we use TrackMan in here, and they do it the same every time. They really do. Typically, they swing left. Mm-hmm. You know, it's called over the top. It's, a, it's jargon. I don't like to use that word, but they, typically, typically most amateurs swing left. And what separates the gr- good players from the higher handicappers is the good players control their club face a lot better. It's as simple as that. Everybody swings a little left. Everybody swings a little right. But good players really, really control their club face. And if you can control your club face, then the ball goes a lot straighter. Of course, path matters. You know, you don't want to be inside out 8 degrees or 10 degrees. It's much better to be 2 or 3. And good players tend to do that more. They tend to swing 2 or 3 instead of 8 or 10 or double digits. And uh, it's it's all about controlling the club face. So the ball, the the way the ball curves, it's really depending on if the club face is open or square to the path. And TrackMan TrackMan measures that. Um, Another thing people, most people do is they hit down on their driver. So some of the great stories I've had, each each fitting kind of turns out to be kind of a small lesson, a little bit of a lesson. And if, if a guy's hitting down on his driver, it's if you can get him to hit up on the driver, all of a sudden, 20 yards. George, is that phone for you? Maybe? It might be. It might be. <laughs> 
Are we having call-ins? We're having call, okay. in We're on call this? They want to talk to you already, George. <laughs> Sweet. My goodness. Okay, we'll keep going. So hitting up on the driver. Yeah, you and I chatted about that with me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep going. No, no, go ahead. I mean, we so hitting hitting up on the driver is really key, uh, and most people hit down on it. And once you make them aware of it, it's a kind of an easy fix to hit, get a hit hit up on it. Basically, it's just keeping your head behind the ball and doing a few things that we know how to help people. And all of a sudden they'll hit they'll hit up on one, and all of a sudden we get twenty yards, and uh, that's an amazing feeling when <laughs> they understand what they're doing. Basically, I don't I don't change anybody's swing in here. I don't have time for that, but everybody's going to understand their trackman numbers and why their ball curves a certain way. It's amazing how consistent their paths are, and once they understand, if you can control your club face, you can control your golf ball. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. That also stands for putting too. We have a machine that measures your. Your putting track, your, it's called Sam Putt Lab, measures your putting path, it measures your putting face, what you do with the club face. The ball reacts off the putter just like a club. The, the putter, the, the opener shut face determines everything with the putt. The, the, the path is not as important as the face. Really interesting to see this over and over repeated. What, I think for the average golfer, they just can't wrap their head, head around this, but I would say, and I think all of us would agree, that properly fit golf clubs is probably as important, if not more important, than going and getting a lesson. Because if you're going and getting a lesson and you've got the wrong clubs already, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. You know, most people, what I'm seeing for most people, they don't hit their irons high enough. They, 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 they have too heavy shafts. The shafts are too heavy. Yeah, good. The shafts are too heavy. And we, we have, uh, irons is all about trajectory. We're, we're, we're trying to fit it into it. We're trying to, trying to fit the golfer into a certain trajectory. And that trajectory is to hold, the whole, whole point of an iron is to hold the green. And they can hit it solid, but if, they, if they're not hitting, hitting it at the right trajectory, it's not going to hold. Now, it, but there's, I'd say 80% of, 80% of the people I see hit it too low with their irons because their shafts are too heavy. Some guys hit it too high, and then we have to dial it down with loft and with shaft. And we have sometimes some guys their energy goes goes up too high, and they're not getting the distance they need. So we can uh, we can fix that. So eighty percent of people hit it too low in the irons. Twenty percent hit it too high, and we can dial it down and get it, get them the right trajectory. We have we have numbers for it, for landing angle, launch rate, spin rate. All these things determine the right trajectory that can hold the green. Well, I I can speak perfectly to what you just said because that was my fitting. That's what you had me at. And again, I used to, Scotty, you're going to love this. Probably, and you, and you were smashing the ball. Well, Perfect. I've already had more compliments than I care to get because, again, that told me how bad I was before. You know, these compliments are now saying, yeah, you were bad. So I kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. You mean your trajectory, oh, your trajectory distance, was bad. Distance, trajectory, how solid they sound off the, you know, I got a brand new set of iron, Scotty, yep, as you yep, know, down there. Yep. And, and just, I know we played in Colorado, a little yeah. more elevation. You were but, fitted here. But we also played in Iowa two weeks ago, a couple of my members and I. And uh, one of my my uh, president kept saying to me, he goes, I am so excited for you with those new irons. He goes, that is the best I've seen you hit the ball. And I didn't score great. I shot 76, 80, 78, you know, those kind of numbers. But again, that's around the greens, and you know, and that's yeah. chipping and putting. And we went a lot lighter with you. Oh, it, it, 40 we. grams less in the shaft. When you said that earlier, I was nodding along because the shaft there, I, and I had my buddy hold him, and he's like, whoa. You know, of course, it's the kind of the, um, I don't even know what they're called, George. I'm not a tech guy. It's a steel, it's an Aerotech steel fiber yeah. shaft. It's a really, really great golf shaft. So, Scotty, this, this experience changed me immensely because confidence, too, which yeah. obviously is a big thing. So, 10, 15 years ago, people who know me know this, wasn't a big believer in club fitting because I believe that people's swings changed. In other words, they, they wanted to get better and whatnot. And I guess to George's point of, yeah, it might get better, but you still have your tendencies. Yeah. You still do this, mm-hmm. and we can help correct that for your tendency. And everybody has it in the way they eat. Everybody has a tendency in how they eat. So why wouldn't you have a tendency in how you swing the golf club? Yeah. And so I've kind of come come back a little bit plus with what Club Champion has done for me at my golf club and how happy my members are when they come back. And again, I don't have the time to do all this. I can't sit there and uh, 
take somebody out to the range and say, oh, let's take a couple hours and go. I don't have the thousand shafts up there yes. to get them in the proper fitting. So, George, talk a little bit about that. How do our members send our our members to, to you? And and how's that process go? Do, do we reach out to you? Should they be reaching out to the golf professional? How, how do they get in here and kind of go through the process and how long it typically takes? Sure. Um, our fitting process, uh, your members would come in, and uh, the, one of the most important things is we sit down with them and we talk about their, their game and we talk about the goals for their fitting. And we hear about maybe what's not optimal in their bag. Um, is, it, is it the irons? Is it, uh, is it the driver? Um, everybody, wants long, everybody wants to hit it farther and straighter, but um, <laughs> right. you know, I just want to hear what, what, what their goals are. We actually, we actually actually sit down and listen to them uh, here and talk about their golf game. And then uh, we, we, I typically start with the irons. I get them good and warmed up, start with an eight iron, um, good and warmed up. And then our, our baseline is six irons on the wall. All our, all our club heads are six irons. And we're going to baseline, we're going to measure what they do with their clubs. And from there, then we start talking about, and then I, we, we interpret the data. There's a lot of numbers. TrackMan gives you a lot of numbers. And then we look at the data and we and we figure out what, what we need to what we need to tackle. Is it um, is it height? Is it trajectory? Is it spin? Is it dispersion? All those different things. And then we go. And then we, after the iron the iron fitting, it may take 75, 80 shots. It may take an hour and a half just for the irons. And then we go to the dry. Then we go to the longer gloves, the driver, fairways, and hybrids. Over and then the putter takes about forty five minutes. On top of that, so the whole fitting takes three and a half hours. And they've got that bay reserved for three and a half hours. It's their bay. We have two hitting bays here. It's not a chaotic situation. We've got nice music playing. It's it's very private, and uh, people really like it. Um, now some people can't swing for three and a half hours. Yeah, that's, they, they that's a lot of swings. Uh, so we can we can split it up into two different sessions. We do that quite often. Yeah. Two different sessions, and uh, and also um, when I see a guy uh, in the second hour. After the irons, uh, he may he may hit seventy five to eighty irons, and then we're on the driver. And if I'm seeing a little bit of uh, not as not as good contact, then we'll then we'll you know do do a second session. It's quite it's quite common. So the the members um, we offer we offer a, a an experience that, with all due respect to all the fitting carts out there, we just like I said before, we go above and beyond the fitting carts and. There's certain shafts, you know, the, the OEMs that, and their fitting carts, they, they put in shafts that they hope will fit most of the people. That will cover, you know, 80% of the people. But there's certain shafts that certain people have needs that they want to hit it higher or hit it lower. There's there's even shafts now that improve dispersion. This Fujikura Ventus shaft that's brand new that I want you to hit today. Okay. Scott, um, this thing this thing reduces. Don't make him too good, George. <laughs> yeah. All right? He's well, already he's, a stud. He's good enough. He's good already, but... Uh, there, there's shafts. The shafts are continually, like, we, we all hear about the club heads coming out, mm-hmm. you know, new heads, okay, new clubs. The shafts are innovating just as just as fast. So to keep up with that, and we keep up with that on a daily basis, um, the fitting carts, the guys who are, have fitting carts and trying to fit their members, um, certain members just want a, a little enhanced experience, and um, we, would, we would appreciate it if you sent them here. They would win. And you're going to win based on our our, uh, our partnership program with the, the PGA members. Um, we have a partnership program where uh, financially, it, it uh, the margin you would make at your store, you're going to make a, a more of a margin here based on uh, on the, the commission that we pay. Well, George, I'd like to piggyback on that if I could, and steal a little of your time because I think I can help answer that question that Scotty posed maybe even a little better because I am one of those guys. And I've been in Olivia Golf Club for eight years, as many people know, uh, going on my ninth. And I just haven't had time to get people what they need. And at Olivia Golf Club, as you've seen, Scott, you've been in my cart mark. Yeah. People need clubs. And, and they're not always willing to pay for it until they do it. You know, until they turn that key and say, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this. You yes. know, I'm ready to have at it. So for years, I was sending people to other places and, and getting it going. Well, I got the call from Jason, right? Um, up down in Chicago, and he kind of proposed this this thing to me, and it made perfect sense for me and the Olivia Golf Club because it is not something that I invest a lot of my time doing, which is club fitting. 
not taking away from those guys who do. I mean, people have the time and want to do that, and they can make money for their club. They have the technology. They have the technology, time, all those things. They have the monitors. You know, again, we could name some names with people who do that, and good for them. Greg Snow does it. I don't have that time. George Smith, good friend of mine, when I heard you work here, when he said that, I was like, oh, my goodness, that is perfect. Because I love saying, go see my buddy George. Whether you're my friend or not, that didn't matter. I just said that. We are. Okay, good, good. So I'd say, go see my buddy George. And like I've told you, George, uh, everybody's come back and nobody has said, I wouldn't do that again. Now, again, they aren't going to probably do it again because they're set for a long time. They got a nice set of clubs. And then there's a kickback to the Olivia Golf Club from Club Champion, which, again, makes my board happy. My board. the margin you would have made on the sale. Right. As you sold it. And that's the thing is I don't have to deal with the other thing that you guys do that you didn't mention that I think is the best feature is it's fully guaranteed. If you did not like the fit, they come back, no charge. We're going to get you all dialed in. I don't have that. I think I've told you the story, Scotty, where I sold a set to a guy. Nine holes, he comes back and he says, "Mm, this isn't for me. I don't like these. (laughs) And I'm sitting there blank staring going, "Uh, what do I do with this set now? Because... They played nine holes. Yeah, we have a perfect fit guarantee. So the numbers you get in on track, man, the numbers you get in our hitting bay, we guarantee you'll get that outside. And you actually get a little bit more outside because we set our monitors up at sea level, like you're in Orlando or something. We're a thousand feet above sea level here, so we don't jack up our launch monitors. Number one, and number two, yeah, number two, when we put the when, when we insert the shafts in the fitting bay, they're not pured. They're they're just put in there at random. So when we pure the shafts, you get an extra certain percentage of performance. So we get very, very few problems with uh, with our with our golf clubs. Um, people are very happy with them, and uh, we're growing like crazy. So it's a win-win. It's a win for your club, and it's a win for your member. George, I've been nothing but happy with the service here. Scotty, on the other hand, maybe hasn't been because he damaged his six iron. But uh, but we got George, a new one, right? George made it right, and everything's yeah. all good. And we Be- had uh... because that's what they do here, Scott. Yes, yes. they make it right, yes. and again, it was. It was you. You were just swinging too hard. Yeah, more or less. Uh, but no, it's. They, I mean, George and I. Sometimes, sometimes six irons break when you bend them. Yeah, you know? and uh, it happens. It happens. It happens on the tour van probably more than we know. Oh yeah, and they, they oh, yeah. have many many six irons. But they just make it right. Yeah, yeah, and that's the key. I broke Scotty's six iron and uh, I bent it, and uh, you know. Maybe it was, it was cold or something. I don't know. I've been to a lot of clubs here, so it it, it rarely happens, but I felt pretty bad. It was awesome. Uh, I love that story. It's all good. I, that's, what, that's the first thing I asked you when you walked in. Yes. How's the six iron? We're doing great. <laughs> We're doing good. Sweet spot's fine. It's intact. So, yeah. Scotty was doing good. He had a chance to win a tournament already this year, but he didn't. No, I lost in a playoff, but it, you, you learn from it, right, George? You and it wasn't the six iron's fault because he had a wedge into the green. Where, 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 where were you? Scotty, Colorado. maybe you should oh. tell him. No, we're going to talk about it later today. Yeah, well, it's a tough subject. Let's, hey, let's jump into section events. We yes. all play section George events. plays in events. Yes. and Love to play. You know, we're April 1st today, April Fool's Day. Um, and I think if somebody would have told us a month ago that, hey, golf courses were going to be open April 1st, we probably would have said, you're crazy. Yeah, the joke is on us, April yeah, 1st. exactly. Right? But now there's plenty of courses open in the area, and yeah, we're, what, less than a month away from section events. I think that assistance events in uh, summer be end of April, so we're less than a month away. So what what are you guys looking most forward to section event-wise, George? Our... Uh, since, Since I'm a senior, senior yes, um, our, our senior, senior match plays changed. Change. Yes, which is kind of exciting. Big change, season um, long now. Season long, yeah, that's fun. That's uh, I think it's gonna be really fun. Well, those are the two biggest changes because that's what I'm looking forward to is the regular match play change. Yes, and that was the biggest change that the tournament committee made that um, I think was necessary. Of let's have a one day start. You know, I think we've talked about it. Jack and I talked about it. Let's start one day, play two rounds, and then over the next. Three four months, you got to get your two other matches in, two more. So again, and maybe only one, depending on how many entries we get and what's happening. But we're going to get to sixty four. Right? We're going to do everything we can to get to sixty four. I think it's going to be a lot easier to get to sixty four. Yeah, it's with this it's, format. It's one day, and we just I mean we've talked about it plenty on this podcast. I'm going to talk about it at the spring meeting, but it's now you just got to take one day off in May. If you play well and win two matches, you've got. 
three and a half months to get your other two matches done, and then you might get in the final four. Right. So, um, but yeah, Chaska Town Course, uh, May twenty, May twentieth. Put that on your calendar. Take it off. It's a Monday. It's always an easy day. We're not in outing season yet for right. the private club. So I really hope we can get to 64. And another thing with the senior match play, it was always tough because we'd be right around 16. Maybe we'd get to 17, 18. So there'd be a bunch of buys. Now I think it's, I hope it increases participation on that side too, because that was another thing with the seniors. You still had to take three days off. If it was more than 16 players. Right. So hopefully we can get over 20 for those seniors. And yeah, it's and it's always fun to kind of pick a different venue, uh, a neutral site, and get and play some place you haven't played in a while and get away, you know. I, I just I like looking at the tournament, tournament calendar in, in March and seeing where all the tournaments, tournaments are. are. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's fun for me. Where am I going to play? Seeing what's new. Yeah. Seeing see what fits in the right time slot. Yeah, I, have, yeah, I haven't played, played there in a while. I can't, I can't wait to go there. there. Getting a snowball pro-am on your, uh, on your radar. That's in. I'm in on that. Yes, you uh, are. And he always plays in Tom's market. Yes, he's always been great to me at Minnewaski. He, he was up there twice last year, yeah. you know, with the seniors club pro. So If I can make a three on that second hole, I'm really happy. No kidding. <laughs> the hardest hole in America. <laughs> might be the hardest part of three in the well, section. And they have, they have plenty of room to make that green bigger. I don't know what they're doing up there. We're working on it. Okay, I'm just... <laughs> one foot at a time. <laughs> that golf course is so fun. Okay, something else I'm looking forward to, but not as much as the guy across from me, is 26 days. If you go to Belfair Golf Club, their own website, they have a countdown, Scotty. Oh, for when you guys are getting there, PNC. Yeah, that's, they that's have a countdown. Cool. And again, I got my most, in, the best information from their own website about this 312 player tournament. So yesterday, when I'm doing a little prep, I'm writing down, okay, who's all going from our section? And I got four names down only before I had to look. There's so eight. Here's, yep, there's eight. So yeah. here's who I had. George, I'm going to have you guess the last four. I had Brisky, Scotty, right across there, Schneider, and Sorensen. And then who can you guess at who the other four are? Putting you on the spot. Who makes it every year? Don yes. Barry is one of them. Yes, correct. These other ones, you... Mm. Who's another senior, another senior that might have won at Minnewaska? This, this section senior championship. Mike? Mike Barge. Barge. Yes, Bargey. And then I don't think you'll get Danny. Danny Sinkson. I don't know going. that well. And then Jeff Kringen was the other oh, one Jeff, that, yeah. that he's heading down there. And then Tim Johnson is what on the wait list? I looked... This weekend, I think he's up to seven Ooh. on the alternate list. And we're 26 nice. days away. Yes. So I still think that Tim's going to get in. I know I said Jesse Nelson had a good chance of getting in for the assistance <laughs> championship. <laughs> you do jinx and, people. And, and he did not. But I really, truly think Sorny, I think last year was on the alternate list, got in. I think Tim's going to get in. I really hope Tim gets in because he's never made it and it's just... It's such a great event. Okay, uh, you and Snyder went and visited Belfair. Yes. Is, am I saying that right? Yes, correct. Okay, you went and visited. We went in November. Give us a five-minute or or less rundown of what we can expect, because we're going to all be watching on TV, yeah. as we always do, and we always hope to see a Minnesota guy on the TV. Yeah. It's, so hopefully it's you, Scotty, because then you can tell us later in another podcast yeah, how it, it all went. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, I, 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 it I would think, be. I think all of us in the North are, it, this is totally different than years past because we're now in April. The PNC is now in April. We've got this short spring already. We've got probably less than a month on real grass here. We do. Uh, it used to be in June, so this is the first year because now the PGA's in May. Um, so that was the big change. Uh, Brent and I wanted to get down there and see it just because now we're going to go down and play practice rounds, but we do already have a feel for the golf course, visualization and, and things like that. We're we're a little bit more prepared knowing the course. Uh, so two courses there, east and west. Um, we we played 36 holes on each. Unbelievable facility. Great private club right right uh, off of Hilton Head Island. So it's I've never been there. And it's unbelievable how many golf courses are on this stretch of road. You've got left and right, it's like... Golf community, golf community, golf community for like 10 miles. So Belfair is one of them, but it's one of the highly regarded, one of the best ones. I think it's a Fazio design, very fair golf course. And you like it, right? Yes, I like it a lot. It's uh, 
it it's not super demanding off the tee. It's not long per se. There are some long par fours, which these championships, they're both over 7,000 yards. I think the West is the primary course. That's the course that we'll be playing three days. So you play around on the East, around on the West. They cut from 312 down to top 90 in ties. So it's a big cut. And then after round three, I think they cut it to the, there's a secondary cut top 70 in ties. So yeah, it's just nice to see. I always watch it, even if I don't make it, to see if any of our guys make the cut, because that's a huge deal, just making the cut. Mm -hmm. And then obviously that top 20 is very big PGA championship. I, I think we haven't had, was Brent the last one to make it probably 2015 at Whistling Straits? I think uh, Sorny probably was a year or two before when it was at Atlanta Athletic Club. But obviously Don, Jeff, Brent have made it. Jeff and Don have made it to multiples. I mean, Don made the cut when it was up here at Hazeltine, I think, in 2002. David did too. Yes, Dave did too. That was... It was pretty cool that those two guys made the cut and were playing on Sunday in a major in Minnesota. It's pretty great. Yeah. So it's I think it's a great venue. The biggest thing I, I think is just going to be for our guys is making sure the rust's off and we, we can get in there and have confidence in, in our ball striking's midseason form. You know, it is uh, Bermuda down there, so it's a little bit different around the greens and on the greens. I did. They had redone the grass on one of the courses, so there's not as much grain, which is nice for us because those southern guys definitely have an advantage oh, yeah. just being on Bermuda. And it's sea level, right? So it is sea level. Fly. Yeah, there's there's far. a there's a little distance component. I mean, you're talking a hundred and sixty yard shot. It's probably playing five six yards less. So mm -hmm. and and the further the shot, it, it's you know there's a percentage that. Totally different than when we were in Colorado and the ball is going ten percent right. further and you're hitting seven irons 190 yards. I, I like golf like that. Let's Especially with the frozen greens and we were getting 20 more yards. George, we when we played down in Colorado, we had two mornings where they let us out and the green was didn't hold a shot. And so we had some skippy to do. To. Scott adjusted pretty well to it though. And he figured that out how to how to bump it in there a little bit better. First time I've ever played on frozen greens. Greg <laughs> is posing over a hundred yard wedge shot. It goes twenty five feet in the air over the green. It was oh. big Super Bowl bounce. Okay, and then what did I play do? This one a little Three bit chips later. Yeah. Yeah, and then Scotty's like, "Oh, okay, I'll come in a little bit lower." And he had a one stop hopper, but I think he landed fringe or yeah. short of the green. And so anyway, so this has changed your winter. Get re getting ready for this. You that, know, it's pretty cool. It's my wife, who Bless is a Saint heart. Julie, I love you. I love all my four kids so much. But that my wife goes, is this the new norm for your winter? You know, a golf trip every six weeks. You're yes. hitting balls every other day. You're yes, going dear. to the gym all the time. I go, I, I hope so because that means I'm right prepping for the PNC. But it's it hasn't been easy because we can't get outside and play. Right, so right, right. I went down to Tucson once. I played in the stroke play, missed the cut there, but got a lot of good reps in. You know, we went to Colorado. A lot of people were like, why are you going to Colorado to play golf in middle of March? And because we're playing golf. But Scotty, wasn't didn't it also feel tournament conditions to you? Yes. Because we were playing for pride, George. We don't play for a lot of money yeah. in that. But we play for the win and Jesse was playing great, and Scotty had to kind of track him down. Yeah, and he did. Scotty caught him and even passed him. And uh, then I got some oil this. coming in. And Jesse handed him the tournament, hit it in the water, and won. Scott said, "Hold my beer. I'm going to four putt yeah. on the same hole." And I get to watch all this. I'm watching this, and I had to just let it sit joking, for a right? few weeks. Oh, it was so fun. It, it was the most fun isn't I've it fun had. fun to have something on your calendar, though, that you're planning Bingo. for? Bingo. Yes. Bingo. That is so fun. That's that's what our tournament schedule does locally here. Right. I've got stuff that I'm thinking about and getting ready for. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's so fun. It's it, so, yeah, just to, to get back to it, I think it's going to be a great venue. It's uh, this is the second one I've qualified for. I played at Hershey Country Club, I think, in 2011 or 2012, and it was unbelievable facility. And uh, this Belfair looks to be a great host. It's they really roll out the red carpet. The the manufacturers, I mean, there's tour vans there. They 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 do it great. It's it's our premier event yep. as 
club professionals. So, and they treat it that way. So, well, I, Scotty, to you and the other seven that are going, good luck. Hope you play well. Thank you. Uh, since our last podcast, we uh, we've been or we've been um, told that Steve Stricker will be the new Ryder Cup captain. Uh, shocker to either one of you. I mean, it really wasn't, right? No. I mean, it's in it's held in Wisconsin, so it made perfect sense. Did either of you see the press conference? I did not. Did you, George? He cried, didn't he? Oh, he got emotional <laughs> fast. That's what I love about Steve Stricker. I mean, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's such a. Everybody says he's a nice guy, and I love those commercials he does. It's hilarious. Yeah, I I loved it, and I thought you know everybody's thinking. Oh, great, a softy, but you know how I was not happy with Furek Scotty. No. You heard me say no that. No emotion. Yeah, because I don't want that. I want somebody who, I hate to say it, but it just didn't look like Furek cared. Yeah. And he did. I, I, it, oh, but he does. The look, the look was, I don't care. You're not going to get that out of Stricker. He's going to care. You know, and that's the thing. You're never going to wonder, hmm, I wonder if he's trying his hardest, because you won't ever have to think about that. He is, and it's obviously on home soil for him. I, so I think that's a little added motivation. I think I've read he's, he grew up less than 100 miles away or lives 100 miles away from, you know, Whistling Straits. So there's going to be that added. The home crowd's going to definitely yep. be behind him. The other thing is he's one of the nicest guys on tour, has been forever, and he's still very competitive. He's he's dialed in with all these guys that have played in the event. Kind of a lot like George, would the you cr- say? The crowds are going to be fantastic for him. Oh, at Whistling Straits. George, are you and Steve about the same age? I'm older. Actually, we went to the same school. He, he, I went to Illinois. Uh, I played golf there, and he came after me. No way. Yeah, he's like six years after me. Did Did he go there because you went there? Were you kind of the pulling factor for him? Truth, I don't know why he went there. <laughs> he's from Wisconsin, and uh, he married... The golf coach's daughter, yeah, Dennis, Dennis Tiziani's yep. daughter. So right. I really don't understand why he went to Illinois, but maybe he wanted to get away from home. And well, I whatever. mean, I don't look know. At, I don't know. Look at how good that uh, golf program has been. I mean, there's he, it's he and Mike Small played together with uh, for Coach Ed Beard there. Yeah, and and now Small, obviously the coach, and look at the tour presence that they've had with the University of Illinois now. Um, but yeah, I think Steve is going to be a. A good coach or a good captain. Uh, I think one thing for him, he didn't really come early on in his career and was in the Ryder Cups or President's Cup. He kind of went through that whole downswing in his career, kind of resurgence in his mid-40s, and then he qualified for all these teams. So I think it maybe means a little bit more to him because it's not like a Jordan Spieth or a Justin Thomas that right out of the shoots they're right. on these teams. He had to work hard to get on these. What did he get better too? Oh, he, yeah. His game. I, I, when I when I want to think about a good wedge, a good wedge swing, oh. that is it right yeah. there. Not many moving parts. Not many, not much hinging going on. No, uh, he he's good with those wedges. Great, great. He's got he's got the same putter he putted with. I think that old Odyssey, yeah, isn't with, it? And yeah, well, the best putters in the world, Faxon, same putter for how many years? Yeah, Haven, those crazy bullseyes forever. Ben Crenshaw, Crenshaw, never all changed. the great putters. Tiger, never there's changed. something consistent. Tiger, there. yeah, yeah, Tiger. Tiger has been change. dabbling, and, but who does yeah. he go back to? Right, old baby. his baby. But uh, okay, let's move from nice guys to the opposite. Oh, you're going to hear your two take. I want to hear your guys' take on these two guys. Because I've I've heard both sides of the stories here from what happened at the Dell match play um, that happened over this past weekend, and I read an article from Alex Michelli, Michelli, yeah, and yeah. he he just totally rips Kucher for the deal. And after I read it, I thought to myself, you know what? There's some merit there. Uh, my initial reaction is Sergio's a moron. That's my initial reaction because you guys know I'm a little biased there. I just think he always is. And we talked about your this. default. Take. That's my default. Well, he's he's right? a hothead. We all know he's a hothead. Right. What did he do in Saudi Arabia in the bunkers this year? Yeah. Correct. I think he went crazy in a bunker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's recap. So Sergio has like an eight footer for birdie on like hole seven against Kucher in the quarterfinals, and he misses it just barely left. Kucher's, Kucher's in for bogey. Kucher's right. Kucher's in for par. Yeah, that was a par Kucher's play. in for okay. par. Yep. So again, so Kucher's digging around in his bag while he's doing that. Sergio drags the ball. Tries to drag, hit it into the hole, misses the hole. Kucher then says, hey, what are you doing? So talk with your – Scotty, if you and I are playing in this, obviously as friends, we'd sit there and go, oh, of course that's good, yeah. right? Yeah. But Kucher kind of played the technicality card on him. And as I thought about that, I'm like, 
Why wouldn't Kuchar just say, yep, I said it's good? Why wouldn't he do that? And George, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> These guys are playing for a lot of money and a lot of points. And and there could be some blood from the Ryder Cup. I don't know. I mean, yeah. these guys have played Ryder Cups against each other. There's some things we don't know all the history. You know, we don't know all the interactions. But I, I, I hate to say it, but I think I would just I, I would I would have said that's good. Yeah. I mean, I really would if I'm playing. I don't play for this kind of money and this kind of pressure. So I, I'm on. I'm on. I, of course, Sergio mucked it up. Yeah, just go Sergio up there. Sergio made it awkward. Yeah. Sergio, <laughs> he made it awkward for like three holes after. I heard that. What I, I didn't heard. get to see it too, I, but I, I heard couldn't that. hear. I couldn't hear what he was saying. But he was, he was asking strict. He was asking uh, Kuchar to give him the next hole right. to even it up, which is that's, just give me that's the next really, hole. He says that's really out of bounds. That's, that's yeah, that. I agree. It's. I mean, obviously, I think I, I think Kuchar could have handled it in th- in right right there right and just then. get. Well, here's the issue that I see with it is you and I and our all of us play competitive golf and we're courteous enough to watch every shot. If somebody's on the green and putting out a two footer, we're not walking to the next tee. We're being courteous, waiting around till they finish the hole. Kuchar wasn't paying attention. Clearly, Sergio hits it up there. If he was watching right when the ball stops, that's good. Pick it up. But he wasn't, and then Sergio just rakes it around, and then all of a sudden we've got another ordeal with two guys that have been right. in the headlines for just ridiculous stuff. They, they've both been in the headlines this year for yeah, this stuff. Yes. It was kind of fitting, wasn't it? Kind of, kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, well, it's a tough one, but I think Kuchar should have said, "No, that was no. That, that's five. That's five. Yeah. I, I appreciate that angle, Scott, because I hadn't thought about that, of the common courtesy of you should be watching. Yeah. You know, we've had this talk about uh, other things that happen in, like, some pro-ams. Yep. yep. You need to be watching. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, you just don't get to say, oh, my head was buried in the sand. Yeah. Not an excuse. No. You need to pay attention. In high school golf, you know, I coach high school golf. These kids don't know what each other shot. Oh. You know, they're getting it. But when we play competitively, we should know when our partner says, I got a six, he should be the one saying, no, no, no. Or he should be the one, because sometimes we'll say something like, was that a six? And yeah. George will go, no, 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 that was a seven. I had a drop over here, you know, whatever, whatever. And that's when we should, oh, okay. Not the, he said five, and mm. and I think that goes back to your point of, Cooch got to pay attention. Yeah, just just, Come on. just pay attention. Don't, don't worry about going to the next tee box or whatever. It's just wait around. There's two guys in a group. Right. It's not like there's a threesome or a foursome. So, so. are we saying they both kind of messed it up? I, I, I'm putting now, I, at originally, my default went to 80, Sergio, 20, Cooch. I flipped. I'm 60, 40. Okay. Cooch, and I agree with you, George. Very good point of, hey, why did you muck that up, Sergio? Why did you make that so awkward? I say that all the time of, you know, of don't do something that puts me in a bad position. Well, Sergio did. Oh, yeah. And so that's the thing is, but also standing there looking up. I mean, George, this putt was this far. Him standing there going, hey, Cooch, is that good? That's also tactless yeah. in my mind. And so that's where you know when we play match play, George, and you're probably no different. If you see that putt miss, you say good before it even finishes rolling. Yeah. yeah. Because you just know that that's either a make it or it's a good deal. So that's my point. This happened at the uh, Solheim Cup, I believe, a couple yeah. years ago. Suzanne Pedersen yeah. and Allison Lee. Yes. it that's was. Right. That was another. That was another similar one. Similar kind yes. of deal. Allison, Allison uh, assumed that the putt was good, and right. Suzanne said, "Oh, yeah, that was a little different story." Yeah, she, she didn't backhand it, miss it. She right, she just picked it up. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Assume, yeah, right. Thought she heard good, or assumed she's heard good, I think it was or something. A very short putt, though. That she picked <laughs> it was up. crazy short, and so that's why Suzanne, I think, took a bigger beating on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Allison teared up. And she just lost it. And again, it kind of emotionally sent her sideways. But then the U.S. rallied yes, the next day yes. and romped to yep. the victory. That's true. And that worked out So well. can we say that Kuchar got what was coming to him because Kisner beat him in the finals then? <laughs> well, he ended up beating Sergio, so I don't know if Karma won out there. Yes, I mean, uh, Kisner is just a bulldog. So Lee Westwood sent out a tweet. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh-huh. He's going to be on Sergio's. I didn't see it, but he's going to be pro Sergio. So no about Kisner. You're going to love oh, this. So Lee Westwood goes, uh, watching Kevin this week, I know one course that would fit him perfectly. 
Lee Nationale. And I just, I couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it go. I jumped all over it like, oh my goodness, Lee, you just took a shot at Furyk, which again, I'm not a big Furyk defender of this, but it was totally a, remember Kisner was in the conversation of why would you take him over Mickelson? And obviously that would have been a better choice. We all know that. Those guys cocky, those European Right! And that's why I'm like, Lee, why would you put that? They are rubbing their, they're rubbing our noses in it. For sure. Because again, bulletin sword material. So maybe there's some blood with Kucher and Sergio well, for Ryder Cup. Back to your yeah, point again. You might, you, that might be some behind the scenes stuff. That just, just so you guys know, I've got the USA's back. I went after Lee on Twitter. <laughs> just so you guys know, you are all after forces. Good job. Yes. Good job. Thanks. So, thanks. Did, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the match play that much this weekend because. It is the toughest weekend for me to watch golf because there's such good basketball on. Fair. I I mean, those Elite Eight games and the Sweet 16 games, to me, this is the best weekend of the basketball tournament because they're all so evenly matched. So it's just a tough weekend for the event. And then when it starts on Wednesday, it's almost like people are like, oh, they're excited because it's a Wednesday start. But then by Friday, Saturday, if their guy tigers out, then everybody's like, well, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, now. so did the Tiger-Rory match have any... I, yeah, I watched that. You know, that was nice Saturday morning. It was early, so you mm-hmm. could watch that. Um, my wife really loved having that on all morning. But, I mean, but that was... It never had met in a match. It right. was it was really cool, and yet Tiger took him down. And but and then Tiger loses in the afternoon, misses that four-footer. But that's still a good showing. Oh, what a good bunker shot he had on 18, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great bunker And give Beardard credit. The guy played awesome. Yeah, he made some putts. All weekend. That guy, made some, that guy made some putts. And did you guys hear how much he had to play for? Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. That down to his consolation match, George, he was playing for special exempt status on the PGA Tour if he had won the consolation match. It was unbelievable. And I'm sitting there going, that's what these stories are so good. Because I always think, like, even Mickelson and Jason Day's match, like, they should have just looked at each other and said, hey, let's go out to eat. Yeah, you know, yeah. instead, of, <laughs> instead of playing, because they were both eliminated yeah, already. Yeah. You know, I, I have, I, I, it kind of cracks me up when they, you know, the golf channel's analyzing these players, who's going to win the pod. Anybody can right. beat anybody right. when you're in the top 64 in the world. Oh, they're, totally. They're all. And Beergard proved it. He did. And, he of did. course, the Europeans are now, he's the next Nicholas Cole sort. Uh, he bombs it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, again, and then that golf course plays so fast. Yeah, I mean they were bombing it everywhere. It's, it was cold too. They, they, they did not have great weather, but that course is fun. Now well, Sunday they weren't bombing it. Of course it was yeah, Kutcher and Kisner. Yeah, but even Beardard wasn't getting to those par fours where they're driving the green on like what is it five, four or five is a drivable. The wind changed. One was a drivable. Kisner drove it on the green on number one earlier in the week. Wow. You know, and then eighteen they're driving it on, and then what's that uh, number thirteen is the two hundred ninety yard par four. Mm-hmm. That's a super cool golf hole. It was windy down there. It was windy. Yeah. So anyways, uh, so let's. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Scotty, go ahead. No, and I saw that researching the Masters, which we'll talk about, he's in the field for the Masters yeah. now, which is... That's yeah, awesome. that, that yeah. was cool. And Furyk was fighting for that, too, and didn't quite make it. It so. comes down to a putt. Tiger misses a putt. Yeah, beer guard's not the in the best Masters. in the world. Don't make every don't make every four or five footer. And it would have just gone to overtime. What people need to realize, and Tiger might yeah. have lost in overtime. But okay, we got to move on because we got two more things that we have to hit on. Three M Open. That's our event here in Minnesota. We know one player who's going to be there, Craig Grischke. Yes. We know he's playing. Yes. I'm actually excited about this field, and I was super concerned about it. I remember when they announced that schedule, I'm like, oh, no. That's just not going to be you good for us. You know what I'm concerned us. about? Going like 30 under. Oh, they should. How, how they, much it's going to hold yeah, up. And they, yes. Because the, the senior seniors are going 20 under with three rounds. Right. So that's going to be interesting. They could. And, again, I think they can toughen it up. They try to. They're trying they to make it a little longer. It. They have done We'll it. see what they add for bunkers and whatnot. But uh, I never seem to rip it up out there. Although that is site of one of my one of my two wins ever in the head pro championship there. Yes. And well, I, Brisky played well that day, too. Have they talked to you about hitting the honorary first tee shot? Uh, they're, they're going to. Because, they're of going to because of that win. We'll talk to Alan Cole. Mickelson signed up. That's awesome. He says he has connections in Minnesota, which is why he did it. This is for his friends, and he's glad to see a tournament nice. back in. Oh, you think the 3M's paying him? Guaranteed. Really? Yeah. Now, how about Brooks? Probably. Brooks signed up. Yeah. You think 3M's... Kicking a little coin and saying, hey, we need you. some money that talks. Bryson's okay. coming, right? Yep. Bryson's in. We love uh, Jason Day is in. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Duffy is in. It must fit in good with uh, the British Open. I think this is the same date as what was at um, July the, 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 uh, the Greenbrier. 
Okay, it's yeah. the same exact date, and the Greenbrier always had a better field than I thought they would get. And so this is two weeks after the U.S. Open. I always worry about the Travelers, which is right after, but they seem to do okay because they get Bubba and yeah. you know Lucas Glover. So that's where I thought. But you're right, George. I think it does fit in. I think it's two weeks later as the British, so it's kind of that gap. The, yeah, the, where they could take the Travelers off, then play in the 3M. And again, if this goes well, I am worried about the offense being played. There is where it could be kind of like the the Palm Beach Classic or whatever that the Genesis Open. No, it's not the Genesis. What's that one called? No, the, where they just go crazy in the, the desert. In the desert, yeah. yeah. It could oh, turn yeah. into something like that. Yeah, so I do worry. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Patrick Reed, but he's playing terrible, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then uh, Duffner, I already said, and Lucas Glover, former U.S. Open champion. He's playing good. He's playing better. Yeah. Uh, no Claw, gloves. Claw grip. Claw grip. No gloves. Well, and I, I, there's still time. We'll see. There and, is. You know, maybe there somebody is. will add late. And um, I don't think we're going to get the big boy, Tiger. I don't think Tiger's coming. Yep. Yep. And uh, that's okay. I think that um, I think Phil adds a nice element for crowd level anyways. So yes. For sure. I, I think there's a lot of Phil fans in Minnesota. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yourself included. Uh, I, I, now, I was not going to go because I want to go to the KPMG. That's more, believe it or not, that's higher on my list just because Hazeltine is kind of what it is, and then I kind of want to see all the ladies do out there. I'm going to be out there for sure. Are you going to go to both, George? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You have time to get away from here? you no, got to fit my numbers. <laughs> okay, but you're going to take time. Okay, real quick, before we wrap it up, Masters coming up in two weeks. Everybody's favorite tournament because that's the start of the golf season. Yeah. Right? We all base our opening of the golf courses. George used to work at a green grass. You know what that was like and kind of how it got people excited or it gets you excited. This year is really big. And it is big. And, again, I every year it seems to get – I mean, to me – um, Rory McIlroy is playing the obvious best of anybody, right? Would, can we agree on that? Yes. There's nobody playing as well as him. And this is a tournament that he wants. I kind of get the feeling that he overwants it, though, and that maybe he won't let it just come to him. He's playing it smooth. You know, he's he's playing it like he's, he's downplaying he's, he's it. He's trying to downplay it. But because he, he doesn't it. want that. He doesn't want, he doesn't want any added pressure. Right. He wants that career grand slam, and he, he's going to get it. I don't know about this year, but he's going to get it. He's going to get it, George so, says. So, uh, Rory, last five Masters, tied for fifth, tied for seventh, tied for tenth, fourth, tied for eighth. He's, yeah. He knows how to get in there. Sounds like a miscut tie. No. <laughs> it sounds no. like, it no. sounds like no a way. win. No um, you know who if I want to see miss the cut? On that, I would, you would take the farm on that. You, you know, know who I want to see miss the cut? Who? You know. Sergio. Sergio! Well, I think he's missed the last two cuts. Or he last year. He, he missed it last year in his title defense. Yeah, it was so fun to watch. Quick question. Yeah. Are you guys going to be watching the Augusta National Women's Amateur the week before? Yes, because I want to see where they play the tees. I want to see how they hit. I plan on it. Greens. I want to see that. And some of the big-name ladies are going to watch. Uh, Nancy Lopez, Annika, Lorena Ochoa, they're all going to all be hanging out there. Yeah, yeah they're hitting, yeah. I think they're hitting an honorary tee shot, those four. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think great. I read Augusta that. just gets it. They, yeah. get, they, they just get it. And this one round, the final round is played there, if you make the cut. Right, the previous round is at Augusta. Isn't it at the one across the road? Augusta Country Club. Yeah, I think so. Something yeah. like that, but we should maybe have done so some more research great. on that. I mean, that's a good question, Scotty. I They just do it right, and I, I want to see this it. turns into something big. I would love to see an LPGA event there, kind of like the, the Men's Masters, personally. So, sure. yeah, I love that quote. Do, do you think this will be, because everybody knows Augusta so well, do you think this will be the most watched women's event this year? Even though it's an amateur event, but you pull in Augusta. Wow. Is it this week? It's, it's this Saturday, right? Okay. It's Saturday the 6th. On the, will be the, final on round. the same day as the A&A out there in uh, Palm Springs? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's, a, that's, a, that's their biggest tournament, the LPGA's biggest tournament. It's up there, yeah. I mean, because it's always the week before the Masters at the old Dinosaur, and they jump in Poppy's Pond and the whole bit. So you're right. Uh, all the big name players won't be at the Masters because they'll be held. But, they, the, but the LPGA finishes on Sunday. Yeah. Right. So this round's on Saturday. Right. Yeah. I'll, so I'll again, I will too. And my remote always works no matter what's on because again, there's going to be basketball on. Too. What would you do without a remote? I don't know. How did people survive? How did people survive without cell phones or remotes? I have no clue. They had the kids change. They the probably channel. did, but my kids would have been like, "Dad, I'm not doing it." I burned those batteries out quick. Oh, change the so channels. awesome. Okay, Masters. you're going to be working right here, probably, George. You'll be on all day. Yeah, yeah. Masters. 
Speed going to figure it out before then? I hope so. Um, this is the perfect place for him. I actually think Jordan's going to win this tournament. Wow. I do. What? It's his alley. I mean, he just he just owns that golf okay, course. So Even more than Rory. I would say right now he's more likely to miss the cut. Well, well he's, he's not playing great. Right, you better put a bet on that. But yeah. he had, he that had, would make you some money. <laughs> well, I think it's twenty. I think it was twenty-four to one. Oh. Was the last that I looked uh, when my buddy was out there because he sent us all the profiles and I'm like, Jordan owns that golf course. But second round of the match play, he played unbelievable. He played like he plays. But you're right; it's all over the place. He's not too far away. He's. <sighs> Patrick Reed is way further, and he's defending champion. How about Patrick Reed going to Ledbetter? He had to, and that's interesting. He, he got yeah. away from his old guy, but again, he's so bad right now, and he knows it. And of course, it's a mental game, as you guys know. It's kind of golf. Okay. I mean, look at you at the last hole at the NCC, NCO. I mean, it's a mental game. I got into a playoff, so let's. Okay, so here's here's one guy. That George, is, when we're done with this, I'm going to tell you how this all went down. It was awesome. You loved it, and you had a front row No, seat. I didn't love it. I actually wanted you on the committee because then you were locked in forever. Then yeah. your wife would have said, oh, you have to go. I learned a lot. Anyways, who is trending? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback off our boy, Flo, Kepka. His He's played in three Masters, mm-hmm. 33rd, 21st, tied for 11th. Ooh. He's getting better Ooh. each year. The math and, works. He's, and, a, he's not a dark horse. He's a favorite. No, well, yeah. He's a favorite. Yeah. It's, it, but... You've got these guys that are kind of horses for the course that play well. Paul Casey plays unbelievable yeah. at Augusta. Yep. Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Way both, up there. both those guys are on my list. They're they've all like the last four years, both of them haven't missed the top fifteen. How about this name? You guys probably won't think of it much, but Mark Leishman. Leishman, well he, he, he plays well there. Big and strong. He swings left and plays a little fade, but he hits it far. I mean you can, a fade can win that place. Oh, yes. A fade oh, can yes. win there. So, Mickelson, here's here. We think Mickelson always Is plays it an great. Odd year? It's an odd year. It, it, Mickelson always plays great. He's got one top 20 in the last six years at the Masters. But it is 2019. All of his wins were in odd number of years. No, they were even. He's got three. He's got three victories. He he knows how to get around. Yeah, yes. he's not. Yes. You're right. It was all even years. I forget. Do we like Tiger's chance? I feel like Tiger. I, don't. I feel like Tiger has a. Obviously, he wants to get another major and get that 15, and then start working towards Jack. But I feel like at Augusta, especially, maybe it's because it's the first one of the year. He puts even more pressure on himself. A lot like Rory. Obviously, Rory's trying to get the career Grand Slam. But Tiger, he's been in the mix. But it should, he hasn't won since 05 there. George, you like Tiger? I like him. I like him. If he can get if he can get in in contention, he could happen. It could yes. happen. Yeah. I still think he's got a little bit of issue with his driver, and he doesn't make clutch putts anymore. And, again, I'm not just saying that because I watched it. Uh, at that last event, I've just noticed that putts that remember when you guys used to watch and go, that's that's dead, you know, or that's in. He just doesn't make those anymore, and he leaves more putts short than he ever used to. He looks good though. His driver looked good in uh, in Austin. Look good. I don't disagree with that, and again, I think that's more of a driver's paradise than it is at Augusta. I think he can get sideways on some of those angles. Yep. We'll see. I, I again. I've always said anything that he does is bonus oh, right now in, in the golf world. Wide fairways. He he won't miss a fairway out there. It's wide. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, George. When I was out there, like that nothing number, that number two, you. that hole two, that fairway is wide, but the angle. Well, yeah, but so you have to hit the right shot shape, which is that, not. That's why I'm saying faders can, you know, hookers, guys who hook it can really get some yardage there. On uh, number two, they can crush it way down. The tiger can hit. Those guys can hit either way. He can. He like, can. Like Scott can. Yeah, and I agree with that. So you know, Scotty's good. All right. How about we make picks? Yeah, I, I've already made mine, and I'm sticking with it. Who? Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed. Wow. George? George? Justin Rose. Scotty? You take Rose on me. You, know, it's just you can kind take of Rose. Nerd. It's okay. You get two on one. That's fine. He's getting up off the stairs. DJ. Good oh, pick. we Sounds didn't talk about him. Good pick. Yeah. yeah, well, how about last year missing that good. when he was playing so hot? Good pick. Yeah, DJ. Uh, really good. Very the big thing there, we always talk about it, par five scoring. He can just eat up those par fives. No, he's four under on the first tee. 
Yeah, seriously, 68s are. Yeah, but don't you guys feel like everybody's that way now? Brooks is that way. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Even the Paul Casey's who aren't known as long hitters are hitting seven hundred. Seventy five hundred. Oh, I 72, I thought, no, wasn't it? Uh, is it more than that? Maybe you're right, George. The fairways are probably cut as short oh, yeah. as the pavement out there. Oh, yeah. They there's just a, roll some, forever. <laughs> there's some elevations that they get rolled. All right, we've got to uh, we've got to end our show here, Is it George. over already? Yeah, thank How you. How fun was that? You gotta be kidding me. You were awesome. Thanks for letting yeah. us do this here, and yeah. uh, hopefully we promoted your brand a little bit and helped you out. And uh, No, I appreciate we'll that. And I want to make an offer for all the PGA guys out there. Come on in. Uh We'll test some shafts, and we'll talk about our VIP program, and um, maybe we we'll get you get get some more partners. Yeah, and that's George and Jesse Van Ripper is his help, uh, not helper, partner, cohort partner. partner. Because again, Jesse does a great job. He's fit some of my members. I want to thank Maggie for putting this all together. She draws up our schedule. She gets us all in the right place. She sends out all the emails. She makes sure that we're here doing what we're supposed to do. We get the easy part. We get the George is like, oh, you guys are professionals. No, we get to just show up and talk. Yeah. Maggie does all the work, yes. George. You know, you guys are really good at this, I have to say. You're really smooth. All right. I got to get out that door, so don't inflate my head any further. <laughs> but, Scotty, it's great having you back. Love yeah. you, buddy. We're going to go try to play a few holes here. Yeah, mate. Let's just give a quick shout-out to Barrett Bow at Bluff Creek yeah. for hosting us yes. this afternoon. We're going to go talk to Barrett today and nice. uh, see him. But uh, thank you for letting us have our show here. And, uh, it's a pleasure, guys. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll be back in less than two months, we promise. That's uh, correct. <laughs> all right, for Scott McDonald, George Smith, Maggie, Greg, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.